0: Hello, and welcome to the Green Team of the Legendarium, the weird little spinoff podcast where patrons of the Legendarium talk about the books and topics the main crew hasn't gotten around to yet. I'm Little Red Book, and this is our second installment of Red Reads Romance with the Green Team Couples. The last appearance was over a year ago, but I have with me a couple who is finally here to help me make fetch happen. Tonight, I have with me a dealer of death, not that I'm bitter or anything, Ashaman.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: And our have our recitant psychopomp, Lady Ash. Hi. We're gonna be discussing Beguilement by Lois McMaster Bejold. She is an award-winning author with books from ring- Reconquesta Spa- Spanish Fantasy to speculative sci-fi with genetically engineered four-armed humans. And here we have an honest to God romance from one of my favorite authors. Before we get all spoilery, how would you write this book on a one to five star scale?
1: So yeah, I, I'll go first here. <laughs> okay. I, I want to make it very clear before I start saying anything. I think this book is well written. <laughs> I think that it definitely succeeds at what it sets out to do. I think it checks all the boxes that could be checked off for a romance book um and i think it's uh well paced i think it's a good length and i like the the amount i i, I like the subtle world building that is done and i like how i like how lois does uh, bujol does a lot of things here but but <laughs> <laughs> so- um yeah reading this book like it just felt like the entire time it's just like wow this is not this was not written for me <laughs> i mean that's fair um, it it yeah. probably wasn't <laughs> yeah exactly right like that's fine that's totally fine But bejolda has her audience obviously right and um so like if i was to rate it as like a romance book that i would recommend to people who read romance books and i think they would like it i'd probably call it like a five out of five for me like uh, probably like a three out of five i didn't hate it I, I i generally enjoyed it um but uh like a lot of the times i was reading I was just like boy this sounds like someone is going to enjoy it very much and that person <laughs> is just that's just not me it's just nothing <laughs> There's nothing going on here.
2: <laughs> I got a lot of messages from him saying the same thing while he was reading it, too. It's just like, wow, this is it's a good book, but definitely not for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, How about you?
2: I, I adored it. It was it was amazing. Like I so I haven't read like many books in the last few years. I've not enjoying reading for whatever reason um but like it took me a little bit to get into it but as soon as I got into it I finished that book in a week and I haven't done that in so long I was like oh my god this is so amazing and dag is so sweet and oh, dreamy and I'm like Falling over myself for this man, Um, it was so good. Five out of five, I would recommend this to everyone. I've recommended it to like a few people already and I just loved it. I loved it so much.
1: Yeah, when when she was reading it next to me on the couch, she was always just like giggling and smiling, I think the entire time.
2: I squealed, I squealed a few times.
0: (laughs) Well, I squealed when I found out that the reception was well-received because I always am a little (laughs) nervous. (laughs) <laughs> There's a pretty large age gap, and some people are really yeah. bothered by that. Um, um, so this is a four for me. Um, it's She doesn't normally write romance. It's a very well-written romance. <laughs> Most of her books deal with a lot of other things. And it's not my favorite series by her. My favorite is um, The Five Gods. But as far as just high quality writing, I still think it's a it's a five-star. It's it's doing what it set out to do. And she has, as a romance um, book, it's definitely a five-star book. Personally preference, it's a four-star for me because I generally mm. don't read romance.
1: Ah, uh, You restrict yourself to a uh, dude, where's my shirt?
0: I mean, what? like, I, <laughs> uh, I what do occasionally mean? read them. <laughs> I do. And this is kind of in spots a little dude where's my shirt. Um kind of I just yeah, that's like a that's it's like a once or twice a year thing for me as opposed to a regular habit. Like every once in a while, you know. Um, for dude, where's my shirt?
1: <laughs> dude, where's
0: my shirt? Where'd it go? <laughs> stuck
1: on a cover. Lady with Ash, do
0: you an have any woman. idea what we're what we're talking about? I,
2: I really don't. I'm so confused right now. <laughs>
0: You go into a bookstore, and there's mm-hmm. lots of romance novels, and the dude does not have a shirt on the cover.
1: So that's dude, yeah. Where's that's my it, shirt? Yeah. <laughs> and you know exactly what you're getting into. It's it you does know exactly what it the who t- it's
2: for. It's this. Yeah, I mean, like you get the same with like different like anime characters and stuff, right?
1: You yeah. Look at them, and yeah. you
2: can tell one hundred percent they're designed for women to watch. So.
0: So how do you feel (laughs) about the autumn spring romance? Lady Ash?
2: Oh, geez. Um, So I'm actually going to get Harrison to go first because I don't know what that means. (laughs)
0: It it means he's 55 and she's 18.
2: Oh, is that what they call it? Okay. Um, So I was fine with it. I didn't mind it at all. Um, it tickled something in me um, with the whole like fatherly kind of love, but also like you can tell that he's falling over himself for her. Um, I I adored that. And like, I loved how like at the beginning she was like, um, she did just like sort of see him as like a father figure almost. But like, there were like these moments where she's like, oh, his eyes. And you're like, mm-hmm, his eyes, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I adored it. I I I was completely fine with it.
1: Look at his big, strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I also didn't mind it. Um, this, like especially since like there's actually just like a like an in world kind of cop out for the the autumn spring thing, um which i i i found acceptable um yeah, um it yeah, so for me, it didn't really feel like anyone was taking advantage- well if anyone was taking advantage, it was her
2: always one hundred percent fun, yes yeah
1: yes was uh, so yeah like. Uh, i i didn't get the sense that dag was like a bad guy who was just using her uh, and i didn't feel like this was like a a predatory relationship uh so fine by me you know like two consenting adults
2: i i he's not really an adult so she's 18. no she's sorry sorry
1: no she's She's 18. she claims and she claims to be 20.
2: no she's 18. 18. her dad
0: no her dad reveals that she's 18. Yeah.
2: ok. I
3: thought it was okay, yeah,
0: she was seventeen at the time of the
3: the stuff the event, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And how do you feel about the setup? Because,
0: it's a completely believable setup to me,
3: yeah. Um,
0: she freaks out.
3: i
2: I liked like I loved um, like at the beginning, that was like what it was like a little bit difficult for me to get into like at the beginning where she's she's not like you don't really know what's going on you don't know why she's leaving and it's kind of like this kind of boring kind of beginning where she's just kind of walking and it's like okay what am I how am I supposed to care about this character like what is supposed to be like what what gets me to latch on to her and like want her to have like a good romance um but like throughout like the book where it starts like revealing everything that happened. I just like, I feel so sad for this girl. And like, I just like want her to have like everything that she could ever need. And it's just like, it was so good. And like, the fact that Dag fulfilled all of her needs and everything. Ugh. And, and in fairness,
0: <laughs> in fairness to Fawn, she fulfills a lot of needs he has. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very much a two sided, like,
0: yeah,
1: two sided relationship in, in a very, I think, organic way. And yeah. I, it felt very believable to me. Um, uh, even though, like, uh, I can only kind of understand one side of the relationship. Like, I'm not I'm not as old as Dag is. <laughs> um, and I'm not a straight woman. So like, I'm coming in here with like a quarter of the puzzle pieces but they seem to fit just fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, in fairness to you, you have at least half the puzzle pieces.
1: Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, you I are. A... have more. I have more hands than Day, right? So I can't relate to him at all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. You do have more hands. <laughs> oh, I had one more question before I did the. Oh, so Kipton asks, what level of gruff are you prepared to accept as
3: attractive? Why are you like?
2: I'm all about gruff. <laughs> I'm going to be really
0: honest with you. I have never been in a, in a relationship with a man with a college degree, even though I have one. Like, oh, I, I'm okay. blue collar all the way. All the men I date.
2: Get it, Red. <laughs>
0: I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of really good. I did it a plumber. Those guys make bank. It's not like they're losers. They, they do. just I just like it. I come from a very blue collar
1: family and even though like I said, I have a college degree.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, girls love guys who are good with their hands, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> yeah,
2: um
0: so <laughs> and he's really good with his hands.
2: <laughs> he is, he is. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I find that the characters that I tend to like the most, and by I find, Harrison points out to me every time, um, the characters that I tend to like are the, like, sleazy-looking guys. Um, I
0: mean, I can see that. Oh, yeah, I'm mean, looking I know, at Harrison. I'm right? oh. <laughs> oh I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: um I yeah, I tend to go like I'm I'm kind of the kind of person that goes for like the villain, right? I love those kinds. Of
3: bad boys? boys? Uh, and you mean, like bad Dag? Boys.
2: I I adore Dag because like that- he he's not like a bad boy, but like he's 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 not like a rule follower.
1: Um, so you're all sigma male. Like
2: he, he's very... he makes his
1: own way.
3: <laughs> Husha.
2: Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he's just he, he. Like Mari tries to tell him what to do a few times, and he's just like, mm, maybe not. And I just, I, I don't know. I just loved like. He yeah he's exactly he's exact he falls falls exactly into the kind of guy that I love.
1: He's I don't think he's cocky enough for you, but I but mean he's like the one thing he's missing to out be on.
0: Cocky. Like he's
1: he makes up for it.
0: He makes he's, up for it. He does. He's got quiet confidence.
2: Yeah, and like there's a few times where like um someone says or does something that he doesn't like, and he instead of like having any kind of reaction it says like um like fawn looked at his face and couldn't find anything and i Mm -hmm. loved that i was like yeah give them nothing like that's perfect 10 out of 10 do that again i loved it so much
1: um for me i didn't actually find him to be very gruff okay assuming what I mean, what I think gruff means is accurate. Like, when I think of gruff, I think of someone who's, like, kind of surly and uh, grumpy a lot and has a lot of rough edges. And Dag, like, he's quiet, but he's also very emotionally mature, I, th- I think, for the most part. I mean, part. he's
2: 50. He's in his mid-50s. Spoilers. I would hope he's emotionally <laughs> mature. Uh, yeah, I would too.
1: Yeah. Um, but, like, he's not, like, he's not, like, yelling at on, like at the beginning, he's like, Oh, get off my lawn, you heckin' farmer. <laughs> You're so uneducated, you <laughs> sheep herder. He's not like land <laughs> from Wheel of Time, right? Like, he's, he's kind of just he's kind of just like relentlessly nice to her. Um,
0: he I don't I wouldn't call him gruff either. I would call him stern. Yeah, yeah. And um, he knows how to take charge of a situation. Yeah, he does. Without being <laughs> overbearing. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I would call Mary Greff, his aunt, Yeah, pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I love their relationship, by the way. They're, that's just so great.
2: Oh, it's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move into spoilers. So if you've not read this book, I mean, it's a romance. Spoilers aren't terribly important.
1: In you know what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> spoilers. Fawn finds herself unexpectedly pre- pregnant after seduction. She runs away from home, only to be kidnapped by a blight boggles' minions to satiate its need for life. She's rescued by Dag, though she certainly participates in the rescue. The Lake Walker, whose people are sworn to destroy all malices, also known as blight boggles, to the farmers. The lake walkers take Fawn in to assure that she heals properly. Despite warnings of Lake Walker and Farmer pairings and the concerns of beguilement, the two fall in love and must confront the prejudice of both their peoples. Also, some fun, sexy time and a bit of punching.
0: Well done. Thank you, thank
3: you. So, Doesn't what did you think have about such the a magic? Nice voice.
0: He does. He does, and it's really thank fun you. when his voice is telling you that you're dying.
1: Oh, right. What? <laughs> oh, I do miss I do miss running the uh D sessions. Here. Oh yeah.
2: <sighs> he killed I us
1: all. I
2: tried. I I think I was there for a those, little bit of it.
1: Those darn adventurers yeah. managing to survive all <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do I do sometimes imagine you going like this.
1: Oh yeah, no he it is rubbing your it. hands back yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what do you guys think
1: about the magic? Oh, I really liked the magic. Yeah, it was good. It was it was exactly as much net magic as I think needed to be there. Uh they didn't spend like too much time on it, I don't think. Uh, and it was intuitive and it was kind of subtle and I liked all of that. And uh what girl doesn't want a man to be reading her emotions at all times? I I think that's what women want. I don't no. I can't tell. No. <laughs>
2: no. no. <laughs> I would I would like it if they could read my emotions, but I don't need it all the time. <laughs> I
3: see.
1: I, you would I, like I, a man. I, I can't to... do it in, under any circumstances, so you know. <laughs> I saw
0: it's the true. funniest thing on Is Twitter. <laughs> can you imagine being married to She-Hulk and she gets all big and green and you're like, "What? I'm fine. Everything's fine."
1: <laughs> I can imagine
0: that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um w- one of the other cool things his magic does is it helps him help her along yeah to That's find
1: true.
0: her release satisfaction yeah it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it does seem like Walkers just have the best best sex nice the for them i guess sexy magic
2: <laughs> yeah man yeah but there's Sometimes a, it gets there's so a good, they get lost.
1: Oh, yeah, just for yeah. days on end, groundlocked. <laughs>
2: groundlocked.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. What do you think about the Magic Lady Ash?
2: I loved it. Like it was the perfect amount of magic. Where it, like it. Um, yeah, like he used. It seemed like he used a lot of his magic. For her and stuff like that, and I liked that a lot. Like, um, it uh, he used it to like yeah help her along. Um, he used it to uh, ke- like keep her safe a lot of the time, and um, yeah, to read her emotions and give her exactly what she needed in the moment, which is nice. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I loved I loved how everything was explained to like a leave me like um confused about any of the subjects but it gave me like enough of information that like i wanted to know more and i'm assuming you get more in the next book um but yeah i liked it it was it was really well done
0: i like i like how they use their magic for healing and for fighting like the same exact Mm -hmm. piece of their magic Mm-hmm. Um, allows them to heal each other. Like you, you're first introduced to it when um Dag saves I can't remember the character's name, but his life. Because his heart stops, his yeah. breathing stops. But yeah. then he also uses it to fight the malice and to or not the malice, the the bandit. And mm-hmm. yeah. how they use it to kind of nudge people. Well, Dag uses it to nudge people sometimes, and also like how it can their sense of others can bleed over and just cause chaos in a camp. Like there is a Uh thing as being too close to people, (laughs) and they're even closer than like us normals are closer. Yeah, (laughs) and I can imagine that causing some major problems. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy the magic, and you do find out more in the series. This is uh, book one of five, plus there's a short story. Um, and they – yeah. So what do you guys think Beguilement is? Because it's not really explained in this book, so I'm just curious what you guys think it is.
3: Like <laughs> –
1: Uh, Lake Walker using their ground sense to influence another's emotions, like in the same way that, like he was getting rid of the flies, he can repel flies, isn't mosquito repellent, which is nice for him. Um, But also, like you can also just use it, kind of as he was using it (laughs) to to know what someone is looking for at a time, like to know what their emotional state is at, so you can say the right things and not say the wrong things. Um, so I, I think it's like a somewhat nuanced phenomenon and like you could, I guess, make the argument that Dag beguiled her, um, even if inadvertently, but, um, I could definitely see how a, a lake walker who is unethical could misuse their magic in in this arena.
0: Oh, I want you guys to read more because I want to tell you what it is because <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it gave me um like very much like um like kind of just like energy of the world kind of feelings like like they they tap into the energies of like people of like um the planet of bugs and stuff like that like it seemed like they were manipulating stuff like that
1: it's kind of like the force
2: yeah that very similar yeah, vibes actually. yeah
0: You guys are, you guys don't know what Beguilement is. I just want you guys to know that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. Let's see. No, I've kind of already covered that. Is there anything you guys want to talk about? I know there's a couple other things I want to talk about, but I, oh, how do you feel about the tone of the dialogue? like when the characters are talking to each other, because it's very, you can tell the difference between when lake, t- lake walkers are talking to each other versus when they're talking to farmers versus when farmers are talking to each other. Hmm. And I don't, at least I can. I, 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 did you guys pick up on that? This is why I think she's I, such I a great writer.
2: She, yeah, Um. Uh, like, yeah, no, Um. like lake walkers talking to like farmers, Uh like felt very um like a parent talking to a child uh to me like it was very not not condescending um but uh like
1: farmers have all these social rituals in place to obfuscate i think or that that ends up obfuscating because they can't read each other's A lot of games that are played among people and like walkers don't really have that Mm -hmm. they don't have the ability to do that even Um, so they can just like see right through it and think it's kind of stupid yeah
3: yeah
0: okay Uh, here's the other thing I wanted to talk about Um, so one of the things I really enjoy about this series is that when you read a lot of romances the problems that are dealt with Are between the couples like usually most commonly they just don't actually talk to each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is always Mm -hmm. infuriating Mm -hmm. the interesting thing that this book does
3: is it tackles
0: the real practical issues of forming a relationship within the relationships you already have does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah and so, like, um, he decides he wants to marry her. Announces it at the dinner. This has got to be the most awkward proposal scene ever.
3: Oh, it was so good.
0: I. It. it was I great, squealed. but it was super awkward.
2: I squealed. It, it was like very, um, yeah. It was very awkward, but like very like.
3: Can yes, I, it? I agree.
0: It was so good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So then they kind of split off and they're doing this whole divide and conquer thing with all the different relatives. Yeah. And then her aunt just sits her down and says, sits them down and says, Dag, she's going to be married to us. How do we make sure that she's married to you, your people? Like, this is the thing that is important Mm -hmm. for us. And I just love that it's just so much... um, Romance can be very superficial. This is not superficial.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I loved how it tackled like the, the merging of the their two worlds kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. a very like like it's something like even in our relationship that has been like a struggle is like tackling like how do you how do you be with someone else's family, like what mm-hmm. kind of person do you have to be around them? And I really love how she wrote like, wrote about it and like how she tackled that whole situation it was it was it was so nice to to read um i mean i think such that's a different like trouble
0: yeah well i think that's any relationship yeah mm-hmm. you know um when you're talking about from Dag's point of view he's like he's like i don't know this family's dialect and if you think about yeah. it every family
1: Yep. Has a dialect,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it
1: gets tricky, uh, especially when uh, the dialect is mostly unspoken.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> my family does not talk to each other, uh, so it's it's tough for her to to mm-hmm. figure out how to navigate it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I have like, a, yeah, I have a very like, if you have a problem with someone, then you talk to them about it in that moment, and it usually ends in like a screaming match. Kind of family. Um, his family is like, there's a problem, we're not going to discuss it.
0: <laughs> until it you just simmer quietly until it, like,
2: <laughs> yeah you it you simmer quietly and then maybe something will happen up but usually not like it's it's so awkward very well, different I, communications and i understand like it works for them i i think but it's different
0: <laughs> and see the thing is is that um i i was married at one point and in entering into, uh, I, he, first of all, it's even more complicated by the fact that his family is in Illinois. So, like, I would see them once a year, and mm-hmm. that made things really difficult, because they had their own thing that was so, so different from the, my family's mm-hmm. way of relating to each other. Whereas, um Little Red's family is loud. We're just very loud people. I know that that's probably very hard for our listeners to believe, but we, yell, we don't yell. We just <laughs> we talk all the time so much. Yeah. And yeah, it was really funny because um, my cousin's husband, who was also, my ex as a cop, um, he, he's a forest ranger, and they would just like go off in the corner and be very quiet together because <laughs> they just could, can't handle it. And I just love that this book deals with that. It's, yeah. It makes it more real. Yeah, most and
2: and more relatable, like you can put yourself in that situation and you can feel what they are feeling. Like I could, I understood Dag's like confusion and his silentness as he like watched and tried to take in this family and tried to understand it. Like I, I got that on like a, di- like a deeper level than like you can usually get with romance
3: books.
1: Uh, also, right. can, can we just have a moment to appreciate uh, Aunt Natty, Aunt do Natty, yeah. Aunt Natty, yeah. Oh man, best character in the book Creamy for me. Great auntie, <laughs> is she your favorite? She's amazing. She's my favorite. Oh my god, she's amazing. Well, I, I got a real soft spot for um, you know the 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 why that you know the women that have kind of been through it and know what's up. And she what seemed... I love, a sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. I was going to say, what I love about her is that she's blind, and so she actually has some ground sense.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: it makes you realize that the farmers and the land walkers aren't nearly as far apart as they think. And there's lots of moments that make you realize that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um,
2: I liked, I liked, uh, she seemed, like at the beginning, she kind of like was introduced as like, Oh, she's like my blind auntie who just kind of sits and does nothing. But like, as you read the book, like you really get this sense that she's actually, she's actually the one who's in charge of the family. Like she mm-hmm. actually dictates what's going on and what's happening and how we're living our lives. I I loved that. Like it was, it's like such a,
0: such a
1: good trope. Such a vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah, such when a the, vibe. <laughs> when they're trying to get the, um, everything settled and arranged, uh it's really funny because trill says oh no the fathers are managed by the women like we manage them yeah <laughs> they yeah. think they're managing yeah. the marriages and then they get clover who's the older brothers betrothed on their side yeah. by saying oh yeah. she just won't be here <laughs> you don't have to no. worry about her anymore it's yeah. So great. yeah in the Is, next isn't book, that
1: like the story of human civilization though like women let the men think they're in hmm pretty much yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the way of the world it's
0: accurate <laughs> um just so you know in the next book she goes to the camp it, it takes place immediately after this book and then she has yeah. to navigate lake walker society so
1: nice that seemed to you what they were setting up yeah but, um...
0: yeah and you get to meet his mother dag's mother she's
2: oh she's alive Hmm. Why did I think she was dead? I don't
0: know. Her, 50, her father's but... dead, or, or his father's yeah, dead. His father's dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just. His lived to and then Mary's. His
1: hmm. His father lived to 126, implying that no, his died. grandfather. Yeah. Oh, his 100. grandfather. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I was thinking like his father's like 70 years old when he had to. No, it's okay. His
0: grandfather lived to 126, and the reason why his his father died on patrol. Right. Because he fell into the river and got pneumonia, or he was mm-hmm. rescuing, right. and then he and then he shared sharing killed like himself. Yeah, shared. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is, by the way, one of the coolest things about the magic system. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. Is they use the phrase, um, "We have to teach the malice's
1: mortality," and yeah. so they share their mortality, I share death yeah. with them. That's such
0: yeah. a
2: good like. Yeah.
1: And I think it illustrates something really beautiful about Lake Walker society. Like they're mm-hmm. they're so there for each other. <laughs> and uh,
3: it's it, it's,
1: a... it's probably more complicated than that, for sure. Yes. But like they've also <laughs> just they, they just kinda like have set up where they you know, they do things for the good of the tribe and the good of the other peoples, right? Killing malices all these years. Um, right. which doesn't seem like the most rewarding of tasks, but
0: I mean, but they kind of explain it because they feel responsible yeah. for the very existence of malices. Um, what do you think about the role of women in both societies? So you have the women's path in where you go out and patrol, you learn how to patrol, you have Come kids back, have and kids. stay home and then you go back out on patrol. Mm-hmm. <coughs> But the farmer women, they get married and then they they work. Everybody works all the time. This
3: is a very mm-hmm. real,
0: very real pioneer style economy, right? Yep. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a theory and I want to run it by you guys. And I don't even know if you'll care what my theory is, but I'm I a theory do. about so women. Okay. <laughs> My theory is the Industrial Revolution took away women's economic power Mm
3: -hmm.
0: because those women are weaving, they're you know making butter, they're doing all this stuff, they're creating real, tangible products, Mm -hmm. and then the Industrial Revolution comes and all of that stuff moves out of the home.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So, what do you guys think?
1: Uh, I buy it. This is way, <laughs> this all, is way
0: field, but.
1: It's almost no. Marxist of you. <laughs>
0: um, I'm not a Marxist though, as I'm, you know.
1: I know, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I do, I do agree. I think this is a, I think this happened mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just an economic thing, but um, it, okay. The industrial Re- revolution didn't impact the spiritual role of women in their communities, but you know, what did um, the Christianization of Europe. Because before an organized clergy came around, um, a lot of the spiritual leaders of tribes were women, and they. Oh, have, I'm going to disagree like, with you lore. there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so they had like <laughs> their herb lore and their, you know, various quote witchcrafts, and with the um, introduction of an established clergy that was all men that there was a, a real tension between these witches, these, these, these women, um, and th- these priests who would come to the towns. And no, you, you disagree? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. You studied religion more than I have. I so. did,
0: I'm a theology major.
1: Yeah. So what
0: I would say is that one of the things it did is it gave women power over their sexuality, Christianity. Did. Hmm. Because before, back the Roman sexuality, was all about oh, any man. A, yeah. could s-
1: I agree with you here. Yes,
0: and giving women power over their sexuality was actually a very good thing for women. I mean, there was a lot of mm-hmm. bad things about Christianity and women, but there's a lot of bad things about any new thing.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. You had uh, you had Saint Jerome, uh, Petit- Roman uh, Roman aristocratic women to come out to live with him, in this- and he actually got <laughs> quite a few of them because. Turns out it was more attractive to have like an intellectually fulfilling life where you could be somewhat important right. than it was to just be a Roman wife and like Roman society. And have to worry about your general. man
0: bringing yeah. home whatever disease from the whorehouse because that was <laughs>
1: normal. Uh, so to be clear, what I was specifically referring to was just like the smaller tribal societies that had existed like in in England and in places in Northern Europe rather than Roman civilization and like the other quote, civilized parts. I mean, I
0: I guess. I don't know. I think that that's overblown. Like, women still have had a lot of power in the church. It just wasn't necessarily part of the straight hierarchy. I mean, there's plenty of very influential women saints. That's
1: true. So, And, uh, including, you know, we can and by the way, I did my thesis Christmas, on
0: right? <laughs> what? No, I was going to say I did my thesis on feminist theology. Images of God as mother and feminist theology. That was my thesis. So mm. I Read several influential women theologians for my thesis, and they were all interesting. They were all medieval.
1: Mm. So <laughs> yeah, I, the the role of women in in medieval history is vastly understated. I think.
0: I mean, Isabel and Elizabeth be? are my <laughs> two favorite queens.
1: <laughs> Which anyway, Elizabeth? this
0: is all way off topic. <laughs>
1: No, this is the stuff I live for.
0: Kieran <laughs> is going to flip out if you he go listens to this. He on about this, this for days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought it up because I wanted to bounce the idea off Ash because I needed to take the bait. So mm-hmm.
1: is there anything else yeah, you no, want it's, to I, I, I totally buy it, 100%. And alienation from labor. hmm Yep. No, it's not alienating. Uh, definitely- no,
0: that's not, that's not what I meant by um, taking away their economic power. They're not alienated from their labor. Hmm. It's that their labor was taken away their labor that had economic power was taken away and they were just left with childbearing which really does not have a whole lot of economic power to it and caregiving
1: not directly at least unfortunately there is the sense in which you but, have another person to work on the farm with you but
0: yeah yeah but if you don't have a far- if you don't have a farm anymore or there's tractors and you don't have to that's make true. the butter you just go to the store that's what i meant so it's not marxist at all mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) anything else you guys want to talk about (laughs) before we start going to quotes? Um,
1: I appreciated the um, amount of action in this. I, I I very much cooled on action sequences for the most, most part in, uh, in books. I think a lot of them are like gratuitous. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't like serve really any function in the in to serve the overall narrative besides being something to to watch for a bit, um, but I think they all served purposes here, um, and they didn't go on too long. And I really appreciated how Dag didn't just murder people for no reason.
3: <laughs> I
2: also appreciate that.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, sure the the townsfolk who, um, Sonny and Sunny and his friends, they were. They were acting up, and they were being kind of little, yeah, they weren't being good. They were dicks, but yeah, yeah,. yeah. They were shitheads. and you know what? that's he, the way he dealt with them was great, you know, he set yeah. some wasps on them. He didn't just murder them. um, and I liked that. <laughs> yeah they're not murdering. yeah, so like they were, yeah, they were acting up. they were, they were being terrible. but yeah, that's not a that's not a death sentence, although like it feels like in fantasy, it so often is,
2: <laughs> yeah, like he seemed to deal with them like. Like a like, almost like a um, like a camp counselor would deal with some rowdy boys. Like it, mm-hmm. it was like he was putting them in their place, but he wasn't like killing them or maiming mm-hmm. them for mm-hmm. life. Like,
1: <laughs> or, or even just like beating them up severely.
2: Right. Like he he gave them the consequences to their actions. I really liked how he like how that was written out too.
0: Yeah the the hornet's nest. I mean, you gotta love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and Don't they threw the rocks themselves, dag. didn't they?
2: Don't fuck with mm. Dag. You won't be able to sit for
3: weeks.
1: Yeah, a man with a broken arm and no left hand.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> um, I think that's all I wanted to say. Um, so
1: let's. I uh, just on the character of Fawn. I, I wanted more from her. I wanted more from her in this book. For a lot of it, she kind of felt like nobody. Um, and I, I get that. I understand why. I don't think it's necessarily flaw in the writing. It's it. I think a lot of it is so you can self-insert.
2: Yeah, she's a blank slate for you to um, like put yourself into the place of.
1: Um, but the the character of hers that did show through, I really did. Um, she's just like a really kind. Person at heart, she is. She is pretty smart. Um, and the way that she just kind of seamlessly incorporated taking care of Dag into her life, yeah, <laughs> I really liked that. Um, so like, um, Dag obviously has a disability. It's a meaningful disability. It's not just treated as a prop, which nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like she recognizes at some point, Dag is going to need her help, and she doesn't make a big deal out of it. Uh, it's just, just kind of something that she incorporates into her life and she's okay with, you know, she helps him shave. Um, she cuts up and meet for him at some point. And um, I also really liked how Dag was about it. Um, it can be difficult for people with disabilities to recognize that they need help sometimes. And just like, kind of like accept that. Um, and he's seemed like he'd already gone through the process of dealing with that. Um, Although maybe this gets explored in later novels, yeah. um, but it was just a nice dynamic that they had set up. I think.
0: I think it's unfair to say that. She, I understand what you're what you're saying about her character. I think she just comes across as really young. Maybe. And, yeah, like very impressionable. And, and she's been kept in relative ignorance. She can barely read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I don't want to say kept like in a bad way like it's not malicious it's just that you know there wasn't time got... on the farm right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was other time stuff going to... on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they didn't obviously have a lot of resources for educating her mm-hmm. I mean her brothers and parents are not somehow more educated than her or anything <laughs> but I do think that she does have a certain a certain wisdom. So she asks Dag why he wears his hair short. And he, he says, well, I have so many favors I have to ask people. And I just don't want to, I don't want to ask them to help me with my hair. And she says, are there so few favors to go around? And when I she cried said, at that part. <laughs> when she says that, D- Dak is like, you know, she's right. I yeah. kind of, <laughs> I kind of cut myself off to be independent when I could have just said, hey, would someone like to braid my hair? But maybe I noticed things like that because I read the book like, I don't know, this is probably my fourth time.
1: That That is definitely something that comes through. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and. A part of that is also like the emotional damage that he has from losing his wife, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, uh, yeah. It, it, presumably, he would feel too awkward asking people to be like, "Hey, can you cut my meat <laughs> <laughs> or braid my hair for me?" Um, well, and even I, I guess his... he doesn't need his meat cut for him most of the time. Cause but
0: right, right. Well, even Mary says that we'll get. I'm ready to move into quotes because that's, this is actually one of my quotes. <laughs> so. Sure. So Mary is basically calling Dag out and saying, what are you doing? Why are you getting involved with this girl? And you're so smart about everything, she says, but you starve your heart. You act like you can draw it in, in on it forever and without the debt coming due. So even
1: Mary calls out on that.
3: You?
1: he's so damaged and fawn can fix him <laughs> <laughs> she can save him
0: <laughs> but my point is is that his his aunt has said look you you are supposed to make babies like that's part of your job <laughs> in yeah. our culture and you for the last 20 years won't even go home mm-hmm. you won't even deal with your issues at home and mary clearly loves him mm-hmm. so okay you got a quote <sighs> for me lady ash
3: <laughs> um oh goodness
0: you okay. can spend
1: some time looking at it yeah. I, I can share one of them um okay it's just this is just that there was one part of the book that was written
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> um so they're talking about the history of the land and Dag is telling her what's true and what's false, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, these were the people who built the straight after. Um, and then later he says, except uh, uh, the division in their society, except then they bred up for their skills and their senses and then used their magic to make themselves more magical and lordly and powerful. And so grew away from their kin, which may have been the first mistake. Oh my God, they're living the, the same area as the Roman empire. <laughs> <laughs> it has, no, it has not. fallen uh, not not like in the not in the literal sense <laughs> but whatever came before it sounds a lot like the romans right like um
3: mm-hmm. in medieval bit, Europe, yeah, this, sure. this
1: was a big thing right like places had been very populated and then they were depopulated for various reasons right and the people that came to live there were like wow these amazing structures were built by people we don't really know much about the ancient romans right they're it, mm-hmm. it must have been seemed magical to them, right? Like aqueducts that could carry water from a river for miles. Um, incredible. And they could, like, they built roads all over the place. Um, so I just really like trying to put myself in the, the mindset of those people who had, um, they're living in this area and they don't have the technology. And, like, obviously, this has been. Like an enormous influence on storytelling, it's like probably right. it's one of the primary reasons why like there are so many mythical beginnings of technologically superior forebears that come along. Um, and so uh, you're I saying like I that
0: here. aliens built the pyramids, is what you're saying?
1: That's it. Yeah, there's no other way, right? <laughs> how could how could just like people with sleds do it? Right? It's impossible. Right. <laughs> and yes, also, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. And the Romans specifically, um they used to have like a quote, they didn't have an egalitarian society ever, but they used to have an almost egalitarian society, and that was the Republic. And then the Empire came along, and uh, uh, even the first emperor, Augustus, he called himself princeps, which is first citizen. Right. um So he's pretending to be one of them. But as time went on in the Empire, the emperors isolated themselves and they started aggrandizing themselves, and eventually became like a huge thing that, like, the emperors would get introduced like this guy is Lord of the earth, the the favorite child of the sun or whatever. Um, Right. And that kind of felt like that to me.
3: (laughs) Do you have a quote for me? I do. Yes. Um, so this is just after, um,
2: or just as Dag is, uh, talking with Mari and uh she's trying like trying to get him to see what, like what he's doing is not good um like with fawn um and he says i'm not sleeping with her and she says i yet you've had your ground sense locked down ever since then well that's just partly you it's such a habit with you you stay veiled in your sleep but this you're like a cat who thinks he's hiding because it's got his head stuck in a sack. <laughs> and Dag says, Ah, mental. See, now there's a farmer concept that could stand to catch on. <laughs> um, I loved this. Uh I loved the part like that, that uh, you're like a cat who thinks he's hiding because he's got his head stuck in a sack. That very much felt like Dag as a character like he's like, mm-hmm. um, he's He's smart, but, like, he's very, like, like innocently dumb. Like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. he just doesn't... Calling him a himbo?
2: No, no. no I guess not. But he's, like, very... He's... He's... Like, yeah, he's a smart guy, but he's just very
0: not... I don't know how to explain it. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because that was my dad. Yeah.
3: Oh was okay. a lot like that.
0: <laughs> he was... He was... A really really smart guy but man there was just certain things he was so stupid about just so dumb he
2: he seems just like kind of like emotionally like like not stunted but like maybe damaged is the right word but like i don't yeah like he he's very like he he knows things about the world um and like he's Aware of like how people are, but like he doesn't understand sometimes like the intricacies of. um
0: people. He's very su- unself-aware. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so he needs Fawn to save him from that. But- <laughs> I'm teasing. I
0: promise. <laughs> You're not teasing.
1: Uh, well, okay, <laughs> so like
0: a, that element of it. Yes, <laughs> it, it is true, yeah.
1: right? Like, th- like this is. Also, like, part of why I think they're, like, really good for each other, right? Like, they can something to the table if the other lacks, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what good relationships do, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Like, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Yes.
1: Hmm. Verily. Exactly.
0: Yes. It says one man sharpens another, but, you know, in this case. (laughs) Okay,
3: I'll forgive you for the...
0: Mm -hmm. So, I have another quote from the end of the book. And this is Fawn thinking.
3: You're okay,
0: sweetie. Doing has no need of wishing. She would do her marriage, then, hour by hour, day by day, with the work of her hands, and let the wishing fall where it may. Mm -hmm. And that's what relationships are like. Mm -hmm. Day by day. (laughs) Yeah, and, you just and do I it. Just
1: that. I really liked how when they were getting their friendship bracelet braided. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> their magic friendship bracelet. Yeah, have pars- some respect.
1: <laughs> they were looking for ingredients and uh, like the ingredients weren't like perfect, right? Like it wasn't like set up so that they were having this magical scavenger hunt for their love, right? Like they had to find like some dead milkweed pods. I was like, this will do. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, my hair is a bit short uh it's not going to braid terribly well but yeah we can we can fix that we have workarounds and i really liked how uh was willing to write a romance that wasn't like storybook perfect Mm -hmm. um but it still felt like real and very romantic and nice and they like fawn wasn't like demanding a perfect wedding or whatever but like what they had was it was you know what she ended up wanting it just like Somewhere she could stand up in front of the town and be like, I love this man and he loves me. Right. That that was good enough. And there's and a,
0: a lot of that in life, mm-hmm. you know, where you don't get it exactly the way you want it. Yeah. But it's what you got and you've got to be mm-hmm. happy
1: for that. And you that have is my Often the scene. important things uh, the friendship bracelet.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to hit you. <laughs>
1: It was a really good scene.
2: It was really good, yeah. And uh I loved how um like as they were putting them together like putting the the bracelet together and um Fawn's wasn't like working properly and she's like Oh, why don't I and then just like slices her finger open. As like it's it's just like it, it's such a good like um like that's that's how Fawn's character came across too. Like just kinda like um like, makes do with things and like makes it work and well often. Um And she just like is very quick to like find like a, an in the moment solution kind of deal.
0: And the other thing I really like about that scene is there's this one of their magics that we don't learn a whole lot about in this particular book is called making. But the farmer's have making too. There's like something when we create something, it's there's something kind of magical about taking mm-hmm. something, Absolutely. like glass. I mean, I just like glass. I love the little things like that in in this series. Those little moments.
1: So. And she brought the glass bowl home to her mom and her. <laughs> and uh, the glass was broken, and the Dag fixed it all. Well oh, done. Day.
2: The 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 scene where it was broken, and then Dag was like collecting it and like putting it back together i i oh i was it was so good like i was i was i was so emotional during that just like picturing him like on the ground just kind of nudging pieces together and like trying so hard to put this thing back together because he knew it meant so much to fawn and to fawn's mom it was just
1: yeah you get the sense that fawn's this is like the one nice thing fawn's mom has yeah. had in like her entire
3: right
2: <laughs> and like dag just because he cared so much about fawn that he cared so much about this this thing it was, oh, right. it was such a good moment
0: yeah it really is um the one character that we haven't mentioned that is actually probably one of my more favorite characters in the series is wit and oh interesting he comes back later in the series and he's fabulous he's so great i can anyway. buy that um and oh speaking of fawn's insight she's having that conversation with her aunt and she's like maybe we shouldn't have called wit halfwit maybe that's kind of why he's a jerk all the time
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: and they use stupid as a cudgel like everybody's calling people stupid all the time and She calls herself stupid all the time, and it's Mm -hmm. just that moment when she thinks maybe we shouldn't have called them (laughs) half-wit.
1: I I liked that moment of self-awareness from her. That was really good. Yeah, because there, yeah, there are a lot of times when, like, family dramas where like it feels like you're the one in the right and you're unwilling to see other side. And I like how she's willing to give ground, and Mm -hmm. at the same time, like she comes back clearly wanting to be respected and she doesn't leave until she is right
0: mm-hmm. right that was nice well i mean how many times have you been in a conversation with your sibling and suddenly you're both 12 again never Thank
2: goodness every no. time i see my sister
0: right all the time
2: i love my sisters dearly but like i've never heard enemy <laughs>
0: <laughs> my yeah the, the thing that actually got my sister and i doesn't really start getting along was my mom dying unfortunately Which is kind of sad. I mean, we didn't hate each other, Uh but we never really got along. We knew we had each other's back, but anyway, there, I still have moments.
1: On that topic, um, Hmm? one of my quotes is on that topic. Um, Fawn found an unexpected ally in Clover with whom she'd never before much gotten along and Clover brought, brought Fletch right into line. The two girls were now in great charity with each other, feeling they could have been best friends forever and mistaken in all their her judgment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is such
2: a woman thing. Like, it
1: really is.
2: It's it's so woman to be like that. <laughs> like I, one of my best friends right now, when I first met her, I thought she hated me. So I hated her in response. Yep. I mm-hmm. found out later. I was hearing the
1: stories, so I can confirm.
2: I, I found mm-hmm. out later that she just, first of all, she has an RBF. Um, I do too, um, but like she's also just kind of like snappy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, because I interacted with her so little, I took that as her hating me. so I I hated her too. And now like she's my one of my best friends. I adore her. I would I would break the sky to make her happy. like she is wonderful. <laughs> um, but like it's such a woman thing like to just, You make snap judgments and are ruled by for so many years. Like,
0: it's true. It's true. So good. So good. Uh, I think that's all I have for you guys. Unless you have something else for me.
1: Uh, yeah, just uh, one from their snuggle time. Uh, (laughs) He's trying to get it loosened up. He soothed, and his thumb crossed her lips though she had not spoken. Reach for lightness, Bright Spark. You do not betray your sorrow to set it aside for an hour. It'll be waiting patiently for you to pick it up again on the other side.
2: Mm -hmm. I love that part. And just
0: the scene where they're riding into a glass forge and she's sitting across his lap on the horse (laughs) and she starts asking all these questions about she's like Yep, about everything. <laughs> and he's like, yep. whoa, yeah. "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what is happening right now?" I need to he think start...
1: about something else right now. Yeah,
0: that was so good. It was so funny, oh, and yeah. then he he falls off the horse because yes. like, <laughs> puts her hand on the his lap, and he's um aroused.
2: Yep. And
3: it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also really like that. So the...
3: good.
0: It was so funny. I also just like the what the scene where she he calls the fireflies into their little tree.
2: That was so cute. I love and that. And fills
1: them with her like, her he hair.
2: Gathered the, Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. Anyway, this
1: by the way, this isn't a criticism of the book, but oh my god, Dag feels like he's purpose built for women to fall in love with him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's yeah. a fair criticism. <laughs> he is well, a yeah. certain like, type
1: of woman, anyway yeah yeah exactly like this is like obviously not everyone attracted to tag but like a lot of these things it feels to me like Lois Bujold is like I want this in a man I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this right in here is oh and he's of course he's done the walking across all of the tribes and he really could be a leader too and he's he's in high social standing but he's also kind of disconnected with tribes so there's an easy way for a woman to just kind of swoop in and sweep <laughs> them up and like this is fine like this is a it's a fine thing but I find it hilarious
0: it's it's a romance novel thing and this is definitely a romance her other books by the way are not they have romance in them but they're not romance novels
1: yeah chalion i didn't i haven't read all of it right but yeah he doesn't feel like he's purpose-built to be (laughs) followed
0: um (laughs) and interestingly paladin of souls has a character that feels that way but he no i can't i'm just going to keep my mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) but that's my favorite of her books is paladin of souls so
1: well um lady ash was wanting to read the next book
0: i'm sorry you cut out for a second
1: uh sorry uh lady ash was wanting to read the next book Ways, um the sharing knife and i told her no it's a bad idea for the podcast you might just mix things Mm -hmm. up in your mind um so now she's reading curse of chalian so okay well, let me know how you like it.
2: it. But then I was also worried that I would get I would get some of, um, I would forget, forget this book. Yeah. So I stopped reading it because I was really worried
0: about
2: that. I was really anxious about this.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, you did great. Um, I, you did great. I do have two quotes though, two um, okay. that I really wanted to read. Um, this is also during their, their sexy time. Um, and uh, he's asked, Asks her, um, light, Dag muttered, ha- hesitating. Light. Farmers are supposed to like it dark, I heard. Leave it on, Fawn whispered, and he smiled and lay back, um, skipping a little bit. Uh, and she says, I want to look at you. I'm no rose spark. Maybe not, but you make my eyes happy. I. Loved <laughs> It was so
3: cute.
2: Just such a and the good next... like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And uh, at and the, the next... end then Oh sorry. <sighs> sorry. Wait, at the end when um chapter I think he says then um um I make her eyes happy and it's... <laughs> he's obviously never heard
0: It uh, fills and his the heart th- so good. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I cannot run down the streets <laughs> screaming yeah. and I make her yeah. eyes happy. <laughs> so good. And so good. I mean, after your first um, sexy time with somebody, that's exactly how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it just nailed it so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it did.
1: <laughs> Sometimes. After your first good one. Right.
0: Yes. Well.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And then the other one is. um, uh, Time wears grief smooth like a river stone. The weight will always be there, but it'll stop scraping you raw at the slightest touch. But you have to let the time flow by. You can't rush it. We wear our hair knotted for a, wh- our, a year for our losses, and it's not too long a
3: while. That was also a good one.
0: Yeah. And for, sometimes it's too short.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: My uh, dad, on a personal note, uh, my nephew currently owns my dad's old pickup, and I pulled into the driveway um, today. And I actually literally thought, dad's home. And I was like, no, he's been dead for six years. But I had that reaction Oof. just seeing his truck truck in the driveway.
2: I uh, yeah. I I vibe with that. I recently um my family lives in another province. Um mm-hmm. and I recently went back and visited them. Um and in the last four years, uh, I lost all of my grandparents. Um, oh. and they all lived out there. Um oh, no. and Every, like uh, the last, this last time that I went back to visit my family, um, I remember like landing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to visit, I'm going to go visit my nana and granddad and visit my grandpa. And then it just like, but I'm not yeah. visiting them in their home. I'm visiting them in the graveyard. Yeah. And it was just hurt. Like, it's just like a different kind of hurt. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's a, uh, it's part of life though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. unfortunately well yeah. it just is okay on that cheerful note <laughs> cheerful note it's sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault i brought it up in the- <laughs> 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 this concludes our episode on beguilement our music is galactic damages by jingle punks you can find us on the legendarium discord the invite is in the link on the we are also on Twitter at Green Team Pod. Join us in supporting the Legendarium via Patreon. And a shout out to Horizon Brave for starting it all. Thank you to our pan- panelist, Ashman. See ya. And Lady Ash. Bye. And for the Green Team, I'm Little Red Book. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>
1: Oh, am I scary on Discord? Uh, yeah.
0: A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not as scary as oh, you. Interesting. You just are spoiling for a fight
1: <laughs> like half the time. Oh, <laughs> no, he's like
2: that in real life too. That's, oh, I'm sure he
0: is.
1: Yeah. I 100% I'm spoiling believe that. For, I'm spoiling for discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm spoiling um, for. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't see it that way. <laughs> I was really? gonna see. He
2: he likes to think that he just wants to uh, have debates. He says, "I'm not arguing. I'm debating." But no, it's it's a fight. <laughs> this is an <sighs> argument. <laughs>
0: <Interesting>. <laughs> see it that way. I don't see it that no. way, but I know that a lot of people do see it that way.
1: People, in people fact, including When
0: somebody else, <laughs> I have a DM with, them, and they're like, "Does Ash hate me?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I don't.
2: But, like, I, I get a lot of people asking me that and, like, so, does Harrison hate me? Does Harrison hate really?
1: me? Really? This is so wild.